Welcome to Conversations with Pussy. This is a podcast designed to empower you as a woman to rediscover your innate magic, your sensuality, your sexuality, and your deep feminine power. I'm your host, Grace Hazel, and I'm a women's empowerment guide. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Conversations with Pussy. Today on the podcast, we have a very, very special guest who is Leela, my dear sister Leela from Padmini Yoni. So welcome Leela onto the podcast. Now, Mm. if you guys follow me on Instagram, you'll probably know about Leela because, um, we were recently in Bali together. We actually met at the beginning of last year um, on a course. However, it feels actually like I've known you for mm. about 20 years. <laughs> so it's at really least. That I've only known you for less than a year. Mm. Yeah, it's almost our one year, actually. Yeah, one year anniversary <laughs> yeah. coming up. Um, so Leela, I'd love for you to just to say hey and just tell the people listening a little bit about what you do. Mm, thank you. It's very delicious to be on here. So my name's Leela and I am based in Sydney, Australia for now. And I specialize in supporting women in listening to their body wisdom to feel a sense of alignment with their heart and their womb and their yoni and to, yeah, really step into their pleasure and their power as women. Amazing. So Leela and I, um, as I mentioned, met on, well, at the beginning of last year on a course and we bonded over our mutual love for (laughs) essentially what Leela just said. Um, And actually it was really at the time a mutual love for vaginas, actually. Mm. And we spent many, many days and nights and weeks just essentially talking about vaginas, (laughs) about feminine wisdom and everything else in between and during the time that we were hanging out we were actually in India and uh, there was this one point where we uh, drank a lot of coffee and we had our journals in front of us and we were like why why don't we do something together like we have this incredible passion which Mm. is really kind of like marries together like in in your wisdom which was more around at that time the bodywork side of things and my wisdom which was more around the um the understanding of of pussy pain and how to unravel that and um we were like why don't we put our wisdom together and create something really powerful And we started to essentially put together a course and the first, (laughs) it was called (laughs) State of Juicing, wasn't it? Or something. (laughs) We we dubbed ourselves the Pussy Priestesses. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, so we're the Pussy Priestesses, one, and we're going to do a course all about pleasure. Mm. And so <laughs> Leela came to Bali, that was still what we were planning on doing. We were like, okay, so we've got this juicy course lined up um, and let's let's tune back into one another. So we did a long meditation 
uh, sat in um, my my kitchen, or I guess it was just like the outside area of my villa in Bali. And um, what what happened was that we began to um, individually write down the core of what we wanted to create in the course that we were uh, making together. Mm. And we were just writing down uh, individually. And then at the end of this journaling session, we came back together and we started uh, reading to each other what we had um, felt in our soul was me. <laughs> And I remember Lila, you looking at me, <laughs> being like, "This is kind of not about a constant state of juicing anymore." <laughs> yeah, we we kind of stared at each other like it was like this noise of like happened, and we were like, "Whoa, this is so much bigger than than pleasure and arousal. This is like, how do we revolutionize the, the women of the world and support them? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> really an initiation. Yeah, it was like, we went from how can we uh, increase women's pleasure to how can we heal, <laughs> heal women from the depths of them and, and create power and... Um, yeah, sovereign um, strength within their life um, based on being a woman. <laughs> and mm. so we began by just looking at that and being like, okay, let's set some intentions. Let's initiate what we um, want to um, bring forth to womankind, to um, also girl kind, you know, so... Mm. Those in female bodies of all ages. Mm. And we defined a six week course uh, and we've called it womanhood. And we're not going to so much talk into what the course is all about today. Essentially, uh, we're firstly going to have a, a brief conversation about what womanhood is for each of us mm. and um, then define our core values of what we believe can really initiate support in um, either becoming a woman or really reclaiming your womanness. So first of all, I'd love to just ask you, Leela, mm. what, um, yeah, what is it that you feel within you has been like your initiation into womanhood or what is it that um allows you to feel like a woman mm. wow what a question yum what is it that allows me to feel yeah womanly feminine embodied for me yeah the essence of that is having a deep connection with with my physical body, with my emotional body, with my energetic self and to continuously step into allowing myself to feel all that it means to be a woman, to feel the depths. And for me, that's the essence of the feminine, how much we can allow ourselves to really drop in and, and feel whatever is alive, whatever's moving, whatever's stirring in us as it changes from moment to moment. And the more I step into that permission, just witnessing how quickly things can shift and, and yeah, also 
as I follow that aliveness, how rich it can really make life as I allow myself to follow my desires and yeah, trust in the wisdom that exists within me instead of always searching for it externally. Mm, So beautiful. And Mm -hmm. what would you say was the point that you began to refer to yourself as um from girl to a woman Mm. I've got that stupid Britney Spears song (laughs) not a girl not yet a woman I'm gonna do it myself (laughs) all I need is time a moment that is mine Truly, Brittany was on something. She knows. What was that period? Mm. What was that period for you? You know, like when were you like, I'm not a girl, but I'm not yet a woman. And when did you, when did you feel that you like dropped into womanhood? I feel that I was one of the lucky few that had a mother who celebrated and and really supported me as I experienced my first um yeah menstruation so that was definitely you know a moment that supported me in realizing that I was transitioning into a woman but I really feel in many ways that um yeah actually through through the work me and you have done together and through journeying with Ister and and learning more about yeah, feminine and masculine energies that something has taken place within me that I probably as of about a year ago would, would really feel like I can say, yeah, I'm, I'm a woman and, and, and own that with conviction and power and doesn't mean I've rejected my, my inner child or anything, but it's like, yeah, something just in, in feeling at home in my body and and being able to express myself that, that that feels like an initiation into my own womanhood has taken place pretty recently. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And for anyone that actually meets Leela, it's like she's wise beyond her years. I always <laughs> feel like I'm with a wise, wise old woman in the form of like a deliciously... Um, <laughs> yeah young goddess it's like the Mm. yeah there's just like you do hold the essence of woman um and Mm. as I say that I um it it creates this reminding of my own initiation into uh yeah into feeling like a woman and for a really long time like even in my mid-20s uh I was most certainly still referring to myself as a girl and still referring to uh, men. (laughs) So the men Mm. in my life as boys. And to be honest, that was creating a lot of uh, situations where I would be attracting boys into my life because I was acting like a girl. Uh, And it was only really when... um, I think I was like every time I talk on the podcast, I'm like, it was on a, on a plant medicine journey. (laughs) Really, this is when most of my profound realizations occur. Um, I remember being really schooled and it was just like this place of, Hey, like 
this is how old you are now. Like it's time to step up into being a woman. Mm. And until that point, like the word woman had created such a level of cringiness within me. Like if someone called me a woman, I'd be like, no, I'm not a woman. That's not me, you know? And um, there became this point where I was like, I am a woman. And if I can begin to embody that, which is um, personally being a woman to me, my life can shift and change. And it, and it did mm. at that point. So I went from being a child essentially, or, or a little girl. And I started to take responsibility in my life. I started to create and um, manifest from a different place that was empowered. And um, for sure, if I was um, still referring to myself as a girl, there would be no way that I could hold space for women who are going through deep processes in their life. Mm. Um, It would be impossible for me as a girl to do that. So, um, and I believe that as a woman, yeah, we have like, there's a different quality to it, a quality of, um, whenever I think of woman, I feel when I meditate on this, I I notice from the root of me, I see like deep, deep branches, just like rooting down into earth. Mm. And from that space, I see, you know, like earth energy coming up through my body and they're just being this grounded strength and nurturing to um, the essence that I carry. Um, Yum. And also, <laughs> and also with that, there's like the essence of like really allowing yourself to be sensual, to be sensual, mm. to be seen in that way. It's not like a taboo. We're not children anymore. We are sexual, innately sexual beings. Mm. Um, so there's so many beautiful essences to uh, being a woman. And I guess if, for those of you who are listening, um, just to, to check in with yourself, like what, what are your feels around being a woman? Do you feel a woman in this moment? Uh, mm. And what, what would it be to be really embodying the feminine or really embodying uh, being woman? Uh, may I add something in here please yeah yeah just just like when you were saying that that visualization of of the roots I got this image you know of of the Venus that that fertility goddess that they found I don't know Mm. Sumerian goddess or whatever and she's you know this soft like powerful and, and the word fecund comes to mind like she's fertile and she's yeah, you know, we can we can come in all these shapes and sizes, but there's like for me there's like this plumpness and this softness and this yeah, real just sense of inhibiting the fleshiness of of the body and and yeah, with that coming the sensuality, but also the rawness and the wildness and and all of it, you know. Mm. and and I also just wanted to add like what you were saying before about attracting boys as long as you were calling yourself a girl that Mm. yeah feeling into that in my own life and as I said like last year as I felt myself really stepping up as, as a woman witnessing how my reflection in men but also in in women and sisters but especially in men like feeling men showing up in mm. front of me to meet me where I am, you know, and oh, it's like, 
yeah, it's big and it's beautiful and it's profound to be to be seen by a man mm. um, as yeah, yeah as I am. Yeah, mm. and I'm getting goosebumps all over me because that's mm. so true that when we embody woman when we really begin to honor ourselves as that and really respect ourselves as a a, a divine woman, the Mm. quality of men that come into your life or the quality of your partnerships, let's say, and friendships too, um, are such a different quality. It's like they're, they, they, the, the resonance of them changes into yeah, you, you tend to attract beings into your life that, that really reflect where you're at, right? So mm-hmm. if you can begin to step into a place of like honoring, respecting, loving up your whole entire being, then you're going to be uh, attracting those um, beings into your life that do the same thing. Mm. Yeah, and even, yeah, in sisters or in, you know, relationships or other beautiful connections, whether romantic or sexual, that I had with women as well like feeling that integration of of my inner woman and man also being met you know regardless of what the genitals of the person I'm interacting with has been born with like really feeling just so met in a new way like I I never have before in my life yeah yeah Mm. profound yeah really the the reason and I, I, I love that Leela and I were like timekeeping for this podcast. <laughs> we're like, oh, there's such a deliciousness in just talking about what it is uh-huh. womanhood. And I feel like this is important because the reason that we created womanhood is because, yeah, that like for me, for sure, there's been times in my life that I haven't felt like that. And the mm. quality of my life was completely different. So this course that we created really and truly is an initiation for those who wish to step into this space. Um, and we've defined the course over six weeks. Um, and really the six weeks are based on um, some core things that we believe can allow there to be um, yeah, solid tools for um, picking apart where you're at now and um, stepping into um, a more deeply understanding place of what it is to be you um, alongside, yeah, like your own personal reflection on what is it to be a woman um, as you. Um, mm. So let's begin at the the first piece. And we're not going to so much talk about the course, but talk about the, the values um, that w- of what we're teaching through the course. Mm. And the, the first we have created is intention setting. And uh, what we mean by that, and um, both Leela and I will talk into it, is essentially realizing that life doesn't just have to happen to us that actually when we can reclaim our ability to set intentions and call um, that which we wish to see and feel and have in our life, this is transformational. Like we can create Mm. our lives. And this is a power that isn't taught to us at school. It's not taught to us by uh, our parents unless we've got radically amazing parents. (laughs) Um, And we tend to pick it up maybe... um, 
later in life when we begin to realize that we can do this or perhaps um, through a course such as this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Leela, I would love to speak into your own experience with like setting intentions and calling what you wish into your um, life. Yeah, amazing. I think what's really also powerful with this course is that it's all things we literally had to move through in order to create and birth this this entity that that is this course so there's something really beautiful in in how we actually had to integrate all of these weeks as as fun as it was which we'll talk into but um yeah the power of intention setting and and really owning that inner fire and and knowing of you know I think as often as women we have been taught to f- not listen to or we've forgotten how to listen to our body's wisdom and we often say like you know I don't know what I want or or I used to say you know I don't know what I want or I don't know what I desire and actually it's coming back to knowing and giving myself permission to actually listen to the wisdom that exists within me and and move in accordance with that so yeah intention intention setting is something I've used to manifest the life I'm currently living where I am able to work and travel where I desire and to, you know, come to Bali and, and have, have, we had an intention to even just build a course at the beginning of last year. And we took these really practical steps and followed, you know, that inner knowing and we actually were able to create that. So I think there's, there's this, can be this airy element of like, I want to call in like this or that or abundance or whatever, but it's like, actually, yes, I have that. And then how am I going to use my focus and my direction to also achieve that? So Mm. yeah, I feel that I've, I've definitely attracted, you know, relationships and experiences and opportunities through my ability to really own what I want and, and go after it totally and it's the art of intention setting that is key so there's a lot of um I believe people out there and this is myself included in the past where I would write down intentions and I'd really mm. get into them and like I want this I want that and it just wouldn't happen and mm. for me, that that really um leads to other parts of of the womanhood course which is like really understanding like your core beliefs and uh, anything that is Mm. within you that could be blocking you from having those things in your life so uh, for example let's say you said abundance now um, first of all (laughs) I was laughing as you said that Mm. I hate floopy floppy um, (laughs) intentions (laughs) When when I was sat in front of someone and it's like I want abundance. I want to, I don't know, like I want to be happy. I'm like, hang on a second. <laughs> let's like, peel back a few layers there. Yeah, let's, let's get more specific. Like what really mm. do you want? If we're just calling an abundance. Like what do you want? An abundance of oranges, you know? Yeah. <laughs> specific enough. Um, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And so for me, it, it feels like, um, if we can get really specific and um, I'm going to come back to the abundance piece. So for me, when I say abundance, I'm normally thinking, uh, unless I've said an abundance of oranges, I mean, uh, I want an abundance of finance. Like I want finance flowing effortlessly towards me. Mm. And, um, and I 
probably be more specific than that. But uh, in doing that, there may be a push and pull, like maybe I ask for that, but I don't get it. And Mm. if that happens, that's up to me to really look into my belief systems, to really look into my family lineage, to the history of uh, perhaps where I've been brought up, to Mm. see if there are any limiting belief systems um, that I could be subconsciously holding that um, creates this feeling that that's not possible for me. Yes. If 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 I'm holding that, then I'm not calling it in. Yeah. So within setting intentions, there's an importance in setting them, but also feeling as you're setting them. Mm. If you say, I want this, but something inside you tells you, I I can't have that. That's when you start to use the tools um, that we've provided in this course to really get into the niggly parts. Like if you're sensing Mm. that's a no, then why is it a no? And how can you clear that? So it's a yes. Yeah. Hmm. so the next sorry that was just like such a yes of agreement <laughs> like uh-huh yeah you summed it up perfectly <laughs> and often like those limiting beliefs is like for example you know worthiness it's like recently I feel like I opened the floodgates of economic abundance and stepping into into that And it was like, oh, then I had to face all these limiting beliefs around what I'm actually worthy of receiving. So it's, it's, it's like we keep needing to, yeah, peel back another layer and keep unpacking and yeah, support. Yeah. And, and, and exactly like you said, that's, that's why this, this course is providing pragmatic tools that can be integrated and they're not woo woo. And it's how we've gotten to where we are right now. Mm. Um, yeah totally Mm. and this so easily weaves into um the next pillar which is being in the body now I just mentioned like tuning into the um into intentions and feeling you know like what's coming up in the body um so um Lila would you like to talk a little bit more into like this this pillar that we speak into in in Mm. yeah I think what I see a lot of in, in my work, especially with body work and doing yoni and womb work with women is I think there's been this split between mind and body and intellect and, and body wisdom and this kind of sense that they're at war and that one is masculine and one is feminine. And for me it's about how to step into alignment with all of these centers knowing that in each interaction conversation encounter situation that that we face that it is possible to have a fully aligned sense of if it's a yes or a no and that that's why this work of clearing away the part like you know plumbing doing the internal plumbing is so necessary so that we can actually discern and and listen to what a yes feels like and what a no feels like in our body you know our mind center at our heart at our sex center Mm. um Mm. so yeah and I and I feel that yeah for a long time let's use you know sexuality for example because that's what we let's admit both like to talk about the most (laughs) um you know so if there was an encounter with another individual for so much of my life it was like you know my mind or my sex was a yes and my heart was like 
really shut down and a no or, you know, just this sense of like inner conflict. And as I've stepped into listening to what each centre is saying and to not go into interactions or whatever it might be unless it is a full yes, just witnessing how that ripples out and affects the rest of my life and has shifted the way I interact with people so much and the way I work and the way I just flow through life. Mm. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add in terms of that. Yeah, I, I feel also the part of being in the body, it's really also about we're all born into the body that we're in. Mm. This is the body that we're going to have for life. Mm. And so much of the time there's comparison and Mm. um, perhaps not feeling good enough in our body or whatever it may be. Everybody has a different experience. And when we can begin to, it's not necessarily about like, I love my body because actually like for someone who's really had a lot of shame around their body Mm. um, to suddenly love their their body, it's like a a massive switch, but to start to just really accept and love um, the physical reality of us, like maybe our squishes and our curves or Mm. our hard parts or our saggy parts or our spotty parts and just be like, ah like this is my body's wisdom you know um and uh I feel like that's also like being in the body um for me Mm. I've I've noticed that um yeah I guess just a small share from me about about body wisdom is like I um from the beginning of deciding that I wanted to run my business full-time to uh really like recently I've had like lots of like acne on my face (laughs) and um, I've realized like for the while I was just like, Oh, I just need to get rid of this acne. I'm just going to use a different like way of doing it, which was external. And until I actually realized my body was like, you're stressed, like you're fully working yourself too hard. And in your, um, in like a really structured, like I'm going to say like masculine way of being um, like, it was only until um, I actually got pushed into like feeling like really anxious that my mm. then I was like, oh really now my body is telling me something um, yeah. and then I looked and realized that there were so many aspects of um, the stages that my body was giving me like red alerts um, mm. to tune into the fact that something wasn't quite right and balanced uh, in the way that uh, I should be showing up in life so there's like listening to the body on that emotional level but also listening on the physical level if something is like physically um out of whack and not feeling good then that's a real time to not ignore but to to drop in to tune in um yeah and it's no surprise that it's so rampant you know all these especially reproductive and sexual health issues whether it's UTIs or endometriosis to polycystic ovaries you know there's there's many factors that lead into these but it's clearly the body trying to get the attention of of us and and say you know sort sort this out look at me what's going on and I'm looking like it's the fact Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I want to write a bible on this and it's like the crux of the bible like if our body is in pain and this is specific specifically for women for those those um those things that you just mentioned Mm. and so much more around women's health if that is happening 
that is an absolute call for help from your body and it is yeah. absolutely right now is the time to listen and mm-hmm. either seek help or tune in with your body to work yeah. out really and truly what is going on and what needs to change yeah and we'll get into this more as well as we talk about the later weeks but you know even if you just feel completely shut down and disconnected or numb in whether it's in your yoni or just from your womb or your heart like even just having a desire to start to listen and to just start having this internal dialogue. Okay, heart, womb, yoni, like I'm listening, I'm ready to start unraveling and and really paying attention to what you want to share with me. Even that desire alone, I feel, has the power to shift a lot. Yeah, agreed. So the next kind of solid pillar that we believe can really initiate you into like fully embodying your womanhood is actively remembering. And when I say remembering, I mean actively remembering your ancestry, Mm. actively remembering the collective history of um, how you've grown up and the people you've grown up around and the messages that would have been um, downloaded into your subconscious that Mm. um, have created your reality and your normality Um, and this is a really key piece because the people that we have become is is really um, based on our environment and the way that we have been brought up and there can be so much within us that we feel um, or can't see until mm. we begin to pick apart and become inquisitive around this piece. Um, so, of course, there's like um, for many, many years I've had talking therapy and it really allowed me to begin to tap into like my life. But then when I began to speak to my mom and um tap into what it was like for her to grow up and and to what what she holds as a woman and also Mm. like my dad too I noticed that um essences of them which have come from their parents and their parents parents it's stuff that I still hold on to limiting like it limits me some of it of course is is absolutely phenomenal that I've received like I've received so much amazingness from my parents and from that lineage yet some of it really doesn't serve me anymore and we don't know Mm. that until we become um excited and inquisitive um about our history yeah have you got anything to share yeah (laughs) yeah totally yeah, it's this idea and, you know, the, the, the studies of epigenetics of how seven generations back we're holding these imprints and, and that that will continue seven generations forward if we don't start doing this work, which, you know, both of us are lucky to have found at a young age as well where we are looking at, okay, why am I the way I am and why... Do I believe certain things, especially around womanhood and femininity and menstruation and sisterhood and how I relate with other women and and men, of course. And I think, yeah, something, yeah, on, on the ancestral level, it's so powerful to start to unpack that and see where not only is it limiting us in beliefs, but also is some of it's stored in a 
cellular, you know, physical level in ourselves as, as memories. And, you know, when, when I was in my mum's womb, that the ovaries that will become my children were already there. So it's not, again, like a woo-woo concept that mm. we're going to be passing whatever it is that we're experiencing this lifetime on. It's, it's, a, it's a fact. Absolutely. So how important is that to take responsibility and really work through our shit? And another piece, like you said, like in terms of inheriting the magic as well, like not, I think in, in the self-development world, there's such an obsession with healing and, you know, trauma and, you know, resolving trauma. And it's like, oh, just as important, like let's look at all the beauty and the wisdom and the you know, intuition and, and little nuances that we've also picked up from our ancestors. Like I feel like from my dad's lineage, I have this deep embedded compassionate heart and how important is it for me to also, you know, really look and feel into that as well as examine, okay, where there's substance abuse patterns or whatever it might be, you know, and then how I can have compassion for yeah, my ancestors and, and also to feel them and, and channel them and feel them supporting me as, as I do this work, not just for my children and myself, but also for them. I fully just want to say yes, especially mm. all of that, but also especially that thing around like ancestors supporting us mm. um, in shamanic ceremonies and in all of the rituals that I hold uh, for women I will always 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 call in ancestors like so our ancestral lineage so the women that came before us and the women uh, and and humans that will become or come after us uh, specifically within our lineage and um my mum actually texted me yesterday and she Mm. was like I just want to say thank you Mm. I realized she's obviously realized this before but she'd kind of just realized from her heart level that I had used so Hazel is my middle name but Hazel is also the name of her mum and Mm. I never met her mum and so like I say her mum because I never met her so I never got to call her my grandmother although she is my grandmother however for ever I've had such a deep connection with my grandmother that I've never met to the point that as I say that I feel like fluttered and it's like I fully feel her presence through every single thing and I feel like tearful even saying that I never met her but I feel so close to her um it's like her essence is so um, supportive of me and um, as you mentioned like I was essentially in my grandmother's womb when my mum was being created and her eggs were developing um, within her in the womb one of those eggs would have been me so I have that direct cellular memory um, of my of my grandmother and yeah it's such a beautiful thing to really as women tap into that like to tap into our ancestry as our support and our um our wisdom too 
you've just made me realize something so beautiful that oh my god I so my name my like birth name is Leela Kalyani Carroll so I'm I'm half Indian and the other side's more of an Irish descent um and that Kalyani is my grandmother's mother's name so my great-grandmother's first name was Kalyani and I go by Leela Kalyani and I'm just like oh my god like on such a subconscious level I've done the same thing and and as I step wow as I stepped into this initiation over the last year and a half or whatever like I reclaimed that part of my name my middle name and that has become such a foundational part of me and and actually it translates to auspicious and it feels like yeah this divine matrilineal ancestral yumminess that oh I just feel so blessed and thank you for making me just realize how profound that that connection is and Deeper than the mind. I can't believe we both have to that thing. <laughs> oh my god! For anyone listening, consider: Do you want to bring back a middle name? <laughs> wow! It changes oh. lives. Maybe we need to add that into "Woman of My Life." All right, chapter seven. <laughs> chapter seven. Reclaim. Return of the middle name. <laughs> oh wow! thank you for bringing my awareness to that of course and and the other piece that that's so deep in in you know this chapter three that we've created is is beyond also the ancestral level and it's the collective um psyche of the feminine of of sisterhood of womankind that we've been ingrained with over well since the birth of time but especially how that's changed and shifted and and imprinted on us as we've you know moved into as as society moved into more of a patriarchal system and and also what it means as we are transitioning what I believe out of that Mm, so then the next piece the next pillar let's say um, it's really around sex education and, uh, this is really key for me. This is like really like a crux of the work that I do, uh, mm. with women, uh, essentially the clients that I work with, it's always, um, people coming in on, uh, um, not always, but coming to me around, um, things that are of a sexual nature. However, there's always so much more to it. However, um, I do truly believe that for most of us, we haven't really received a sex education that is grounded, a sex education that is uh, real, and a sex education that is empowering for us. And so as young women, um, we, of course, have the essence of being taught in schools. We're taught by um, what we pick up from films, what we pick up from our caregivers' relationships, um, and uh, how our family speak about sex and sexuality. Mm. And there's so many layers to this, and this kind of weaves into ancestry and collective history too. Um, But we believe that in order to empower yourself, it's really amazing to begin to uh, understand uh, 
sex in a different way and also to guide yourself with tools that can really uh, keep you in your uh, boundaries, keep you in a space where you know yourself and you know your sexuality and what you want to explore, maybe what um, doesn't feel good and being able to actively uh, communicate that. So to honor your yeses, to really, really stand strong um, and honor your nose too. Um, mm. I know for a long time when I was young, when I was a teenager, I was so confused around boundaries and consent and got myself in some really shit situations. And those are the sort of situations that I'm unraveling to this day um, and mm. bringing forth great healing to. Um, and so I believe that if we coming into being a woman um, and stepping into our womanhood can really own our sexuality. This um, doesn't only give us permission to stand strong in that, but also if we're, yeah, really wanting to step into womanhood, then we also have a responsibility to, um, yeah, educate those around us that perhaps aren't uh, honoring themselves in that way and I don't mean education in the way that you're like you shouldn't be doing that but just be um an inspiration for people um around you to be like hey I really love and respect sexuality sexuality is a space where you can deeply connect with another um yeah and so within this this pillar we have created essentially different um tools to begin to ground that into your own self and to also remember like what are the belief systems and um understandings that you have up for, about sex up until this point and do they serve you anymore hmm. I wanted to share that I grew up in a house that used the word yoni but regardless of that I feel that conditioning through school and society at large meant I didn't yeah, I missed the opportunity to, to really feel the sacredness of that term and to grow up understanding how, how sacred sexuality is and how sacred my, my yoni and my, yeah, my, my essence is. And it's taken me until recently to really reclaim that and, and in doing so, witnessing how different it feels when I do engage from a place of fullness and a place of worthiness and, and a place where I'm really strong, like you said, in my boundaries and knowing what I will and won't consent to and also allowing myself to really enjoy my sensuality and my sexuality and know that that doesn't always mean that I need to have sex with people. I think that's been a really powerful thing. I've reclaimed and joined communities where that, that's a really celebrated thing to be able to share intimacy. And it doesn't necessarily mean we're all leaping into penetrative sex, but that we can just explore and like really share our, our juiciness without needing to have sex with a lot of people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I absolutely do. It's like a revelation because mm. growing up in England, um, 
<laughs> it, I mean, and I mean, it's for everybody worldwide, but growing up in England, it was like this thing of like, you start going out with someone, you go on a couple of dates, you have a couple of drinks and like after yeah. a couple of dates, it's just expected that then you're going to bonk. And it's like, that's actually really not the way or it, it doesn't feel free to respond mm. in that way. It doesn't feel empowered to respond in that way. And actually, yeah, to just come from that space of like, it's really beautiful to consistently be able to share and or or just essentially be in your sensual self and to be mm. in, in your sexual self. And that doesn't necessarily mean that just because we may have had shared a few dates or a drink that that's for you. It's just like as a sexual woman, it doesn't mean that you are going around having sex with all the people. Um, I had this realization um, a year or so ago that as I started to really honor my sexuality and my sexual being, then that also got a lot of attention from people who just assumed that because I was a sexual being, mm. that meant that I would just, I'd openly have sex with anyone. And in fact, when I actually began to own my sexuality and to own that I was an erotic being, mm. that created this real ability for me to be very refined on who I wished or who I welcomed into my sexual space. Mm. And it's like, I can fill up my cup sexually. So actually I can make love to myself and this really moves into the self-pleasure stuff, but yeah. I can make love to myself so much and fill myself up so much that it doesn't mean that I need to reach out to another human. Yeah, outsourcing, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then when it comes to a place of like, that I meet someone on a level and I'm like, yeah. I want to invite you in, then those experiences become phenomenal, phenomenal and sacred um, yeah. rather than just me reaching out because I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe I should try and, or whatever. It's like, I come yeah. from a very like empowered space when I invite people into my, um, into my sacred temple. And it has this feeling of like being able to just overflow, you know, not giving from an empty cup, whether it's our sexual energy or our, any of our energy. It's like, how do we fill ourselves up and really learn and, and be in tune with, with our energy and our bodies? And, and then when we do interact with other people, how do we just overflow into one another and how yummy those encounters are as opposed to you know, having sex because it's going to make us feel worthy of love and, and really just feeling empty afterwards, which is what I spent a lot of my sexual life doing. And it just feels so liberating to have moved through that. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying this conversation so much. I was just sat there thinking to myself, God, I really enjoy this. Me and Nina are so great together. We should do something. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Hashtag like womanhood. That would be great. <laughs> we, we technically doing that with and this yeah. is the thing, like this is why I'm so excited to share this course with you guys that we've that we've created because like yeah, it makes me smile. Like the deliciousness that comes through when Nina and I flow our wisdom together is just mm. like for me, it feels like it really uplifts and inspires mm. me in different ways. Yeah. Totally. So <laughs> yummy. <laughs> and so we were just speaking into uh, self-pleasure slightly. Mm. Uh, and um, essentially, 
we have created this as a core pillar into womanhood because self-pleasure yes it's uh and when i say self-pleasure we kind of do mean masturbation but all at the same time we don't mean masturbation um i wonder leela if you wish to say something firstly about self-pleasure and um yeah what that's been for you and and the importance of it I wish this was a video call right now because you'd see me like lying in my, sitting up in my delicious linen sheets, like holding my crystal wand, just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, self-pleasure. For me, my journey in, I think we kind of shared it with the week before, just around really learning how my body yearns to be loved and touched and received and you know, sometimes that is this sacred, sensual way and other times it might be, you know, more wild and rough and fiery in that way. But just starting to, yeah, unpack how I how I desire to be touched, I guess, in essence and, and how am I meant to just expect a lover or a partner to know how to please me, which I, I did for a long time and would just be in a perpetual state of disappointment because I didn't know how I wanted to be touched and I was expecting somebody else to know that and it was setting them up for failure really and, and it wasn't until I've shared this a few times but um, a few years back I was in a long-term relationship and it was maybe like two and a half years in when my partner went back to yeah, the country he was from and and I had like a few months to myself and I was like, wow. And it was this first window of time in my adult life that I was like, oh, I'm this sexual being. And I realized how much I was just relying on him for everything to fill that cup up. And it was, yeah, actually that became a really pivotal point in my journey of of learning and, and listening and getting in touch with myself and, and not just in this way that's like, I got to get off. It's like, no, like how does my, my foot want to be caressed and, and can I touch my breasts? And if I do, can I feel them or are they shut down and numb? And, you know, if I touch my womb, like do I have a sense of her or is it just, <laughs> you know, asleep? So <laughs> not just engaging the genitals, but also just learning to be in touch with the whole body and to feel the energy moving throughout and not just trying to get a quick fix and an orgasm, but really, yeah, being slow with myself and and giving myself time to like open up and how different it feels say for example internally when I do give myself that time to really be in my body and yeah (laughs) Um, and it reminds me actually um that the way that we touch our body and the way that we initiate um yeah touch especially with our yoni is almost like if we come from a place of like you know just fancy getting off quickly and uh stick our hands down our pants and just expect our yoni to light up we're just Mm. creating like this uh energetics around like that's that's essentially how we 
we're almost like allowing our lovers to touch us. Like if we yeah. our all the time, then how can we expect our lovers to come and um, honor and respect us in a different way? And um, a really beautiful practice, which is included within womanhood is actually like a, a guided journey into uh, your yoni. And mm. uh, for many women, I work with this guided journey with them just um, on one-on-one sessions. And uh, actually there's sometimes points where you'll get to a certain place. Um, so maybe this is a guided journey is in a meditation and you're not actually touching yourself in this, but you're, um, bringing awareness say to your outer labia your inner labia and your clitoris and you're slowly then making your way to your vaginal canal and then you ask like may I enter and Mm. sometimes it's a no and then if you can then honor your yoni and be like wow normally I just stick my hands in my pants or whatever it be and it's like Mm. actually to listen to your body's communication on Maybe she doesn't want to be entered. Maybe she really doesn't want to be touched in this moment. And if we can just like allow her that, we can begin to um, heal from a different level. All of the times that we have allowed her to be entered Mm. when she wasn't ready. So self-pleasure can be like this healing um, form of unraveling anything uh, that we have experienced in the past that hasn't been of love and respect and honoring. Yeah. yeah and it's so, like neurological and cellular repatterning of mm, so much. Yeah, it's beyond, you know, this this pleasurable experience, which it has the power to be that, but it's also like you said, this deeply healing, deeply profound way to connect with ourselves and our essence. Totally. I actually have started to refer to it, especially with clients, rather than being like, right, I want you to self-pleasure every day in this way I will instead be like this is a spiritual practice yeah and actually in taking it away from like I just want you to masturbate all the time it's like I want you to every day <laughs> exactly and honestly that is sometimes homework depending totally <laughs> actually if I can say like this is a spiritual practice like you wouldn't be like oh god meditation goodness well you might be like it- <laughs> sometimes I am but um it's like actually if we can refine this as a spiritual practice as like entering the altar of our body of our yoni then it's like or entering the temple of our yoni um it it can become something that's like really activating something that's much greater Mm -hmm. yeah it's this it's the it's the reclamation of devotion and and reverence and yeah our connection to spirit and how that like lives inside us (sighs) and so the last piece the last pillar is essentially through the the course that Leela and I teach we are creating um and giving you these pillars but we're also uh, introducing like values around womanhood and these are values that Lila and I have personally um yeah looked into and felt into together and slash been initiated into <laughs> whether we like it or not whether we like it or not we were very much <laughs> initiated on an absolute whirlwind journey <laughs> when we were creating the course <laughs> we're laughing but it was like 
<laughs> we got schooled in womanhood. We did. It was like we created, we were like, right, we're going to do this course womanhood and we're going to teach this, this and this. And of course, when we set intentions, um, mm. what happens is that if you're not ready to exactly um, have that thing, I believe that you will be sent situations and experiences that will initiate you into um, being able to create that or have it in your life. Mm-hmm. And that was fully the expression of what womanhood was for. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I can speak from my own experience, me. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> like, you want to know about sisterhood? Here, work through all. Shit. ASAP. <laughs> so I good. still believe it's still spiraling up. In mm-hmm. that like we're still learning, yeah. still creating um aspects of the course and, and allowing this course to run, and there's still um places in that that we're learning, and yeah. um, it's like a beautiful gift um mm-hmm. have created uh such a thing that wasn't just us sat there being like, oh, this will work, this will work oh, that will be good. You know, it's like stuff that's really been birthed through experiential understanding um, before we stepped into the course, but also the the ride that we, um, that we journeyed um, moving through it is like Mm. one of, of great learning. And yeah, I truly needed to, to create the essence of it. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so we ground essentially in in the last pillar we ground in everything that we've learned there's certain points in my life where i've done transformational uh experiences or courses or i've had lots of realizations or been doing a lot of deeper understanding about who i am and um, what happens at the end of that is sometimes I'm like, whoa, who am I? What am I? Where am I going? And um, so being woman, I truly believe, and I'm going to come back to that visualization of um, roots being planted firmly into the earth, mm. is that we can really embody all of that which we are and hold it you know, and like be really, really, um, rooted in, in everything. So it's like the shadow and the light that everything that we are, it's like rooting ourselves in, in that and understanding all of the realizations that come up, but also honoring ourselves, um, as, as, as us, you know, as as human. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't mean to say like us as me, Grace. <laughs> We're not, not doing an initiation into gracehood, but it's like for me personally, it's like I am Grace and I am all of this. Um, yeah. And that would be the same for anyone that initiates themselves onto this journey. And um, we essentially want to, yeah, allow you to come into an understanding based on the the journey you go through um, via the six weeks um, of of a deeper understanding of self and of womanhood, but also then to turn back to like, what what are your values? Like, what do you value as a person? And um, really to write down and articulate and feel what it is to be you and how you wish to show up in life. Hmm. And yeah, it's like, 
we can transform and change only by coming back to our core values and really being like, what is it of those that I can weave into my existence even more? So for instance, um, perhaps it's about like being an inspiration for young adults and just picking this out of the air. And it's like, where in my life am I not an inspiration for young adults? Like what am I doing in my life that isn't inspiring and how can I, uh, shift and change that so I am the woman that I wish to be in this moment and I feel like that again is this core pillar of of being woman it's like being now the woman you um you wish to embody Mm. yeah Mm. yeah like not this doesn't have to be this thing of the future that we're working towards like how right now can I step into that that I wish to be and and feel it and and really live from from that place Mm. whether it's you know a being of love or integrity or or an embodiment of like yeah sensuality and and femininity and how can that inspire and and ripple out and affect the collective in really transformational ways whatever it might be yeah yeah and it's like once you journey into being woman, you essentially activate something different within you. So the quality of you will be noticeably different when you really initiate yourself into this piece. It's like people will notice the changes within you when you begin to really embody all of the pillars, uh, whether they be the pillars that we provide you or the pillars that come really true for you after Mm. taking part in the six-week journey um so yeah I'm sure as you're listening that you can probably tell that we're passionate about womanhood and we're passionate about womanhood whether it be the six-week course and womanhood whether it just be simply being woman (laughs) um (laughs) yeah and so if this this podcast between Leela and I has spark something within you that that feels like ah this sounds like something that could really really be beneficial for me Mm. um I encourage you to uh sign up via um the womanhood mailing list you can find that on either um Leela's page or on my website so I mean Leela's website and my website and we have a mailing list uh, which is being cultivated. Uh, we're at the very um, fine end of uh, completing everything that is the, the mm. course and, and just tying up the, the, the ends of um, what has been created over the last, uh, yeah, four months, I guess it's been, or been birthed mm. the last year. And so we're super excited to, um, yeah, release this to you. Um, so yeah, please do go over to either my website, which is www. 
grace-hazel.com. You can pop onto the work with me tab and there'll be a drop down menu where you can click womanhood. And all you need to do is drop your email in there. We're not going to spam you. We're simply going to let you know when it's being released mm-hmm. and let you know how the, how you can take part on the six week transformational journey. Uh, Leela, would you like to say anything and also share mm. um, your website in case people want to sign up uh, for the yeah. too? Thank you. I guess I'd just love to say that this is an opportunity for you to initiate yourself. It's really a journey of self-healing. We're just here to guide and support, but it's it's all about really stepping into self-responsibility to fully reclaim that all that it is that is your birthright as as woman and that that has the power not just to affect your life but ripple out into your community and your ancestors like we mentioned and your children and your sisters and your brothers and yeah it's it's potent work and we're so excited for you to join us um my website is www.padmini which is p-a-d-m-i-n-i yoni y-o-n-i.com and i think mine's all the same so you go to the little work with me um drop down menu and then there'll be a link to womanhood and you'll be able to sign up to the newsletter which will yeah let you know when the course is out and we'll also be potentially giving away some goodies to the first lucky person there'll be some goodies to come with that yeah there's going to be an absolute (laughs) goodie thon um a goodie thon it's going to be a goodie thon for anybody that's um uh mark our words (laughs) (laughs) there will be a goodie thon (laughs) in womanhood (laughs) oh yum so good it's been an absolute pleasure to um speak to you Leela and uh if this podcast has inspired you and you know that there's someone a sister perhaps or a friend or a family member that would be inspired by this too I would love for you to recommend or send um this podcast to them please leave ratings and reviews on the podcast this allows um the message of pussy power to ascend out to a, a wider wider group of people um and yeah Leela so much love for you oh infinite <laughs> infinite love for you my love and for mm. those of you listening I hope to um be journeying with you via womanhood mm. uh, and if there are any questions that have popped up as you have listened to the podcast please do contact me on hello at grace-hazel.com Thank you.